Well, hello, and welcome. This is the What If I Told You podcast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um... A show that's one year old. Um, you knew that from last episode, but this is part two of Johnny Gosh. Yes, it is. We're here for it. We're here, and I don't I don't know what to say about it I don't anymore. know either, because, like, to them, we are recording this in two different sessions, but really, we just got done recording part one. Yeah. There's nothing new here. Yeah, nothing has changed <laughs> since the... 30 seconds that we finished the <laughs> part one of this. This is, um, this is a weird, this is a weird feeling yeah, right I, now. I hope we are putting off the illusion that this is days later and we haven't seen each other in a couple of days because we're recording a, another separate episode. Right. But what you all don't know is this is literally the same track as episode, part one. Yeah. But you know. We got to keep people on their toes. We did this when we did the Gabriel Fernandez case. We did. Now that was a fucking doozy. Oh fuck, that one was crazy. Long as fuck, it sad was, as fuck. It was so long, and it was sad start to finish. Start to finish. Um, I don't. I don't think we cracked a joke in in either one of those episodes. No. And why right now do I feel like it is two thirty in the morning? I don't know. I don't know either. I, I'm still almost two hours later. Full as fuck. Yeah. Um, don't like sitting in this position. Yeah. Upright is what I'm <laughs> meaning by that. <laughs> she she's What she means by this is the only position to be in is horizontal. Exactly. I Hands still down. have to shower after this. <sighs> yeah. That sounds exhausting. Just sit down in there. Yeah. I do need to wash my hair. That's unfortunate. That's the worst part of the shower. It's, Otherwise, it's a... It's fine. Perfectly fine yeah. time. I don't, like, need to shave my legs or anything, so really it could be very easy, but god damn it. Shaving your legs is overrated. I almost never do. I really, at this point, only do when it starts, like, hurting to wear, like, tight pants. This is true. At, at a certain point, you're... If you're wearing leggings or jeans, it is a painful experience. Yeah. I have another few days until that starts happening. Yeah. But anyways, um, follow us on Instagram. Check out our TikTok. Send us an email. What if I told you podcast at gmail.com. And if you haven't, go ahead and watch the Johnny Gosh documentary, Who Took Johnny? I think yes. in part one I said what happened to Johnny. No, I think we said who took Johnny. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's what it's called. So go watch it. It's great. It's short. It's like an hour and a half. Yeah, it's an hour and a half, something around that time. You can find it on Amazon. That's where I watched it. Mm-hmm. It used to be on Netflix. I doubt it is anymore. Yeah, they, Netflix, they do that shit. Yeah, they change their shit so often. I, Unless it's a Netflix original, you just never know. Yeah. No, it's a really, really good documentary. I'm surprised they actually made it an hour and a half. It's gonna. It's because of what we're gonna talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Next, because the story really there's not much to it. There's not evidence. There aren't really witnesses. Yeah. I. Yeah. It's it's a very good documentary. It doesn't leave anything out. No, it absolutely doesn't. It's super good, and 
you you get some documentaries in the true crime world that are incredibly biased and they leave out so much shit mm-hmm. that you you don't know really what to believe anymore. Yeah, this is not one of those. Uh, no way. This one is super good. This case really can't be one of those. No, it can't. It's facts. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's very straightforward. Yeah. So he, that's why it's good. Yeah, he was taken. That's, Who took Johnny? That's it. <laughs> that is the question. Um, no chips corner, because uh, the last time you listened to us, well, was 30 seconds ago. Well, the last time we listened to each other was 30 seconds ago, so Chip would have zero input on Johnny Gosh at this point. That's right. It is what it is. It absolutely is. You're doing um, a great job, Chip. Yeah. Just for reference for the listening audience, part one of this and this current part recorded on October 20th. Mm-hmm. They will release November 1st and November 8th, respectively. Yep. So we're wildly ahead. <laughs> I love this. It is really nice. Yeah. It's, it's good. Yeah. It's good, dude. In 1989, 21-year-old Paul Benassi told his attorney, John DeCamp, that he had been abducted into a sex ring with Johnny as a teenager, and he was forced to participate in Johnny's kidnapping. Uh, that's terrifying. Joe DeCamp then met with Benassi and uh, believed that he was telling the truth. Now, Johnny's mom, Noreen actually later met him and said that he told her things that he could only know from talking with her son. How she would know that, I'm not sure. But we're getting into that. Yeah, in the next section, it'll, like, talk about that. He said that Johnny had a birthmark on his chest, a scar on his tongue, and a burn scar on his lower leg. Although a description of the birthmark had been widely circulated, um, information about the scars had not been made public. And Benassi also described a stammer that Johnny had when he was upset. So that's pretty... Those are very specific things. They are. Like a scar on your tongue. Yeah. That's, yeah. The FBI and local police do not believe that Benassi is a credible witness in the case, and they have not interviewed him. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. I mean... Even if they thought that he was lying or they, whatever, they didn't think he was credible because of his background or whatever, like, at least interview him. Just interview him. Just do that. For fuck's sake. I think in the documentary, one of the police officers who worked the Gosh case said that they... That Benassi had siblings who lived in Omaha. Yeah. And that they contacted his siblings and to see, like, where he was around the time. And his, uh, Paul Benassi's siblings said that he was in Omaha in 1982. 
and around the September time frame. Yeah. But one of the other people interviewed, I think it was uh, one of the journalists who covered this cape, or it might have it might have even been John DeCamp, who said Omaha is like two and a half hours. Yeah, it's from not far. Des Moines. Like he could have easily made that trip if he was involved in this sex trafficking ring. Right. Like, it would not be that difficult. No. That is not. Let's see. He made this statement in 1989, so that's seven years later. How would his siblings really be able to know where he was? Yeah. Seven years earlier. I I don't know. I don't know. It's a hard one. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And who would want to admit to being involved in a kidnapping? Now, obviously, he meant, like, he was forced to help kidnap Johnny. Right. Not that he himself was the one kidnapping Johnny. Exactly. Because he was also younger. Yeah. He was a minor, for sure. Yeah. At the time. So, I don't... I don't know. Yeah. I don't know who would... Like, I know people make false claims like that all the time, Mm -hmm. but... To be like, yeah, I was, I had to help kidnap him, and these are the things that I know about him. Yeah. That's just too ironic. It's, yeah. If he didn't know the stammer, the scar on his tongue, the scar on his leg, Mm -hmm. if he didn't know all of those things, then I would say, okay, maybe he's lying, whatever. But he did know all of those things. Yeah. And didn't, (laughs) didn't they take him, didn't he take them to like a fucking house? They did. Yes. Where they were like fucking chained, not chained up, but basically chained up and kept. Yes. It's, um, in the documentary, they played part of an episode of America's Most Wanted. Mm -hmm. So he took John Walsh and the America's Most Wanted team to a house in Colorado. Yep. And so he had told them before they went to Colorado, he told that it was this guy. He has a cabin off of a road in Colorado and he took them right to it. Mm -hmm. And then he said, there is a gate. There's like a lattice work around the house. And part of it is a gate that you can't really see Mm -hmm. and you open it. And there's like a basement under the house. That isn't actually, it's not like you can go in the house and then go down into the basement. Right. It's an outdoor entrance only. So if you didn't know it was there, you you would never know. Yeah. So he walked right to where the gate was, opened it. They go into the basement, exactly as he said, and there are initials carved all over the place in the basement. Yeah. For him to, like, stage all that. And that, set all that up? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That would be the most elaborate thing to do ever, just for a lie that yeah. is not getting him anywhere. Nowhere at all other than, like, five minutes on TV. Yeah. He, that's not an, That's not enough for someone to do that shit. No. To, to buy a whole house? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, it's just, it's so crazy to me that he's 
still never been interviewed. Yeah. And it's almost 40 years later. Yeah. Especially after, like, the house. Yeah. That's fucking huge. It's huge. So, it it's so unbelievable. At this point, they're, they're, the police are just like, well, we can't interview him now. Yeah, we look stupid. We look stupid. Yeah, you do. I have nothing to say. You've been looking stupid from the jump, my friends. Okay. So, you're probably asking yourselves, who is Paul Benassi? Yeah, where the fuck did this Paul guy come from? (laughs) Where did he come from? Well, Paul was actually incarcerated in 1989. And while he was incarcerated is when he told the story about him being involved in the kidnapping of Johnny. And he was actually incarcerated for sexual assault of a child. Mm-hmm. So he himself is a perp. Yeah. And he he never once, like, really tried to make excuses for himself, really. No. He, he didn't, really. He came forward with the allegations that he had been a victim of a child prostitution ring and that he had been sexually abused consistently since the age of six. This is horrifying. So according to the Who Took Johnny doc, Paul Bonassi actually also suffers from DID, um, which is Disassociative Identity Disorder, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know a ton about psychiatric diseases like that. Um, but I do believe that disorders like DID are really prevalent in people who have suffered long-term continued abuse. Oh, yeah. So, not that it's, you know, it's correlated, not caused, right? That's kind of the Mm -hmm. little phrase that they like to use in psychology. But he did suffer from DID, and it showed a lot of drawings that he did during his dissociations. His different personalities did different sorts of drawings and all of that. That's a well-documented thing on people who suffer from DID. Yeah. I'm thinking specifically of the book Sybil, which I own. It's very good. She suffered from DID, which was then called multiple personality disorder. Yeah. Which is what they talked, what they called it whenever they were talking with Paul. Because this was 1989, so that's what they called it. But it is now called DID. Um, Or like the movie Split. Have you seen that? I have not. Uh, It's so good. It's got John McAvoy in it, who I love. His character has 35 different personalities Sam, and he plays every single one of them in the film it's crazy that film is so good i don't remember really the particulars of the movie other than james mcavoy playing 35 different characters (laughs) 
They have like different accents and different voices and different handwriting. Damn. Some of them like play instruments and others do art and it's very it's very wild to see. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's how DID actually manifests in people. Obviously, that's a Hollywood film. It's right. probably exaggerated. But I don't know. Obviously, I don't know anyone with DID. Yeah. That disorder alone would make a person want to be a psychiatrist. And by a person, I mean me. Well. Do I want to do four years of med school? The answer is no. Well, then here we are. Maybe when I'm old. I'll do that. Maybe. You never know. I'll get bored. Anyway. So, Paul alleged that he was being forced to help men in this child prostitution ring kidnap young boys in order to be trafficked off. And that Paul was the one who actually chloroformed Johnny after he was forced into the vehicle. Paul Paul claimed that part of the process was to grab the boys, sedate them, and then take them to a location and sec- sexually abuse them on camera. They were filmed and photographed. Oh my god, that makes me want to throw up. <laughs> so Paul named several names that have long been connected with what is now being called the Franklin scandal or the Franklin cover-up. And the two major players in Paul's allegations are Lawrence King and Harold Harry Anderson. So in our sources, one of them is going to link to like a transcript of an interview that Paul does with, um, some investigators that are not like Des Moines or whatever entity is investigating the Johnny Gosh case. These are different people, but it isn't a controlled environment. It lists at the top of the transcript who the interviewers are, where they're interviewing him. And he talks about Lawrence King and Harold Anderson a lot. He had essentially had a continuing relationship with both of these men when he was a minor. They were... <sighs> he he describes all of the abuse that he suffered from both of these guys. Um, he alleges that he would have sexual relations on a regular basis with both Lawrence King and Harold Anderson... That they would take him places. They took him to Los Angeles and Vegas and all kinds of other things. And it's very wild. And you can read the entire transcript if you want to. It's horrifying. Yeah. But it was very hard to pull... Information from it, too. Because, I don't know. When I was reading it, I was just... I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to describe. Yeah. It was so terrible. And I, 
no, obviously none of it's linear. It's not like he's like, well, it started here. And then on this date, it happened. And this date, this happened. And this date, this happened. So it was very hard to pull out things and put them here in our show notes. Yeah. This case is very weird. It is very weird. And it was really difficult. Yeah, well, and he comes in and, like, shakes a lot of things up. He does come in and shake things up. So. So, anyway. <sighs> okay. The last big thing to talk about is the Franklin sex trafficking ring itself. Um, the Franklin child prostitution ring allegations began in June of 1988 in Omaha, Nebraska, and attracted and attracted significant public and political interest until late 1990, when separate state and Federal grand juries concluded that the allegations were unfounded and the ring was a carefully crafted hoax. I just don't understand. I want to know what information they gathered that would bring them to the conclusion that this was a carefully crafted hoax. I feel like or want to believe that people are not out here. Making things up about a fake, non-existent child prostitution ring. That's just what my heart wants to believe. I could be wrong. It would be such a weird thing to make up. Yeah. Ugh, anyways. In 1988, authorities looked into allegations that prominent citizens of Nebraska, as well as high-level U.S. politicians, were involved in a prostitution ring mm. with children. Oh. Alleged abuse victims were interviewed who claimed that children in foster care were flown to the East Coast of the United States to be sexually abused at, quote, bad parties. No. The claims primarily centered on Lawrence King Jr., who ran the now defunct Franklin Community Federal Credit Union in Omaha, Nebraska, and alleged that the ring was a... Here we go. Here we go. A cult of devil worshippers involved in the mutilation, sacrifice, and cannibalism of numerous children. Mm. Great. Okay. Numerous conspiracy theories evolved, claiming that the alleged abuse was part of a widespread series of crimes, including devil worship, cannibalism, drug trafficking, and... CIA arms dealing. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of books you can read about this. Yeah. The Franklin Scandal by Nick Bryant and The Franklin Cover-Up by John DeCamp, who was the attorney of... Paul Benassi. Paul Benassi. Yeah, and Nick Bryant is also interviewed in Who Took Johnny, and so is John DeCamp. You're right. Um, both of them are featured in there. Uh, I tried to get some excerpts of these books without purchasing them. Mm. Couldn't yeah. uh, couldn't do it. So, unfortunately, we can't quote those books. But you may purchase them and read them if you'd like. Maybe you, you maybe you don't want to because seems like. What are they barking at? Oof.
say that to the dogs. No, I think someone was actually at the door. Oh. Creepy. Who who is coming to my house right now? It's dark. It's 7:40 p.m. Un unridiculous. That's unridiculous. <laughs> okay. Um what's interesting about the Franklin scandal? First of all, both of those titles are just they just don't fit. First of all, the Franklin scandal, no. the Franklin cover, the cover up maybe is a little more on on the path to being more correct, but um, this is a child prostitution ring. Mm-hmm. It's a little more than a scandal. A little bit. Just a skosh. Just saying. Um, I think one of the reasons why they call it the Franklin cover-up and the Franklin scandal is because Lawrence King, who ran the Franklin Community Federal Credit Union, was actually prosecuted for, um, like, fraud and embezzlement because he ended up messing with the books or fudging his books or whatever and taking, I want to say $400,000, but that feels like not enough. But I don't know if it was $4 million. Mm, I feel it like was that's a lot. A lot of money. Yeah. That he like embezzled. They talk about this in the documentary, and it talks about how he was living a really lavish lifestyle, and he was buying all these cars and houses and jewelry. So I feel like four hundred thousand is not going to get you. You're right. Yeah. So maybe it is four million. I feel like you're right. Yeah. Damn, four four hundred thousand is a lot. Well, yeah. But I just don't think it's going to get you all that shit. Not for very long. No. One spree, then you're done. <laughs> you you get one shot. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know why the child sex ring and the embezzling link up. Yeah. Because they don't really seem to have anything to do with each other. But... All of the allegations point to Lawrence King being kind of like the head of the child prostitution ring and that he he had Paul out here and whoever else was with Paul out here snatching kids for him and then he is trafficking them out to other high ranking members of society so well the whole thing involves high levels of the community like these aren't just people in their mom's basement like these are right people in the community who are considered quote upstanding those are honestly probably the ones you have to worry about the most Absolutely. I mean, it's like the Jeffrey Epstein situation. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. how many pictures did we see in that documentary of him hanging out with fucking Bill Clinton? Right. And all these politicians, all these celebrities who were going out to this island that he freaking owned. This This is what happens. People have all this money, and just because they have money doesn't mean they're not shit people. Yeah. You know? That's very true. So, none of these 
allegations against Lawrence King or Harold Anderson have ever came to fruition. None of them have generated charges or convictions. Yeah, I mean, Johnny went missing. A bunch of people talked about it. Some people tried to do something about it. Some people tried to come forward with what they knew about it. But that's it. It was basically ignored. Ignored? Not taken seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Paul is um, out, by the way. Yeah. He's no longer incarcerated. He's married. And he seems to be living a fairly adjusted life now. Yeah. It seems really strange that Johnny is kidnapped two years later. Eugene is kidnapped. And then five years later, Paul Benassi comes forward and says, I was involved. This is what I know. This is what I know. And he's completely ignored, discredited, because he was incarcerated and because he suffered from uh, mental illness. But then... John Walsh and the America's Most Wanted team interview him, find out all of this shit that he has said is real. The place is real. The house is real. The basement is real. And so it just seems weird that even after all of that, and that was aired on TV, Mm -hmm. no follow-up was ever done. No. Nothing else is ever said after that. No. About Paul Benassi. Or that house. Or anything. Yeah. It makes you think that, uh... Maybe there's things that people and authorities do know. But they don't want us to know. Right. Exactly. If you catch my drift. Smells like a conspiracy. Yeah. A little bit. That's so, like that's the only thing that I could think of that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I personally 100% think that Johnny and Eugene were well, clearly kidnapped. We've already established this. Yes. Um but that yeah, they were fucking basically forced into sex trafficking, sex slavery, whatever you want to call it. Mhm. I mean, they were 12-year-old boys. Yeah. And that's just... It's so hard to talk about, and it's so hard to say, but I mean, he's probably... I mean, now, of course, he's much older. Who knows what he's doing now? I don't mm-hmm. think he's dead. Yeah. I really don't think he's dead. I agree. There's just two... There's too many weird things, like his mom saying that he saw him, um, Paul, obviously, and, because, I mean, didn't he tell his mom, like, please don't say anything, please don't do anything, like, I'm going to be safe, like, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing? Yeah. So, it's like, what kind of position did that put her in? Yeah. I mean... And that's something we talked about last episode is 
What do you do? What, what the scenario of him presenting himself to his mom is just so weird. Because at this point, he's spent more of his life doing what he's doing than he did before he was kidnapped. Yeah, exactly. So not that he enjoys it. I'm not saying that at all. But like, I feel like he's conditioned. He's, or yeah. he was conditioned by that point to yeah. just accept that that was his life. He can't do anything about it. Yeah. And that his mom needed to accept it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's super wild. I don't know. This case is just so crazy. But I also believe, I, I'm, I mean, I think it's pretty cut and dry here. Yeah. I think Johnny and Eugene were kidnapped by sex traffickers. Mm-hmm. And that's what Noreen Gosh believes as well. Yeah. Because um, I honestly feel like if it was just some, like, random creep that came up on him during his paper route, I feel like they're, I feel like that person would have eventually murdered him. Yeah. And I feel like a body would have been found. I agree. It's been, a, like, way, way too long to have not found his remains. Yeah. I feel like in that situation, they probably wouldn't have been very far away. Yep. Um, now, of course, there's hundreds of missing people that have been missing for years and decades, and their bodies haven't been found. But there's just something different about Johnny's case that I've always felt like I really do feel like he is alive um, and he's just been roped into this. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he got out of it and is too ashamed. Now, this is obviously just like my brain working through this, trying to think of possibilities, but he could be just ashamed possible that what he of what he spent his entire life not having any control over mm-hmm. for fear of being hurt yeah or you know i don't know or it could be a situation where he has a similar reaction like paul and he's developed some sort of mental illness to disassociate from the trauma he suffered his whole life yeah I mean, that's entirely possible as well. Absolutely. Uh, Obviously, we are not psychiatrists and don't know the inner workings of that, but that happens. Yeah. I mean, trauma, like, causes some shit. Yeah. And I could not imagine that kind of trauma. Yeah, that's, like, the absolute bottom of the barrel worst kind of trauma you can suffer. A hundred percent. So, who knows? Who knows what he's out here doing? Yeah. I want to know what our listeners think. Yeah. What do, what do you think about uh, what happened to Johnny? Yeah. And I really encourage everyone to watch the documentary. Yes. It's very good. Super informative. You know, you get to hear from Noreen Gosh and mm-hmm. John Gosh. Yeah. Both of them are in there. Um, there's a lot of footage of them, like the press that they did back in the eighties, right after Johnny was taken and John Walsh pops up. Yes, he does. You can see parts of the episode where he and Paul go to Colorado and look at the house. Yeah, that's a, that part is creepy. That part is super creepy. And the house is like just 
out in the middle of nowhere on this dirt road. In the middle of fucking nowhere. And it's, it's like a really unassuming house, too. Yeah. It looks kind of normal. Where it's at, the house looks normal being there. Yeah. You know? It does. So, it's very interesting. Very worth the watch. So, you should definitely, definitely do that. So, Uh, I'm like, I'm feeling out of breath and I think it's the chili. I think it's the chili and the sitting. Yeah, I need to be laying down now. You guys, it's fucking 8 o'clock. It is 8 o'clock. So, I'm going to like become horizontal soon. Um, I'm getting like the tiniest headache, like right here Mm. behind my eyeballs i mean at this point you've had a long day i've had a long day tell us what you're thinking about this we would love to hear it and Haley and ariel you're amazing we love both of you forever and ever amen forever and ever um and oh my god i know what it was the headphones were pressing my glass mm, glasses into my skull. Yeah, that's not good. Squeezing. Not good at all. Oh my god. I'm gonna pass out. <laughs> <laughs> um now I don't even know what I was saying. Yeah, Fuck. please let us know what you think. Um follow all of our shit and uh this has been a great anniversary. We really enjoyed it. Yes. Please watch the documentary. Please do that. Yeah. And also, go give us a rate and review on Apple Pods. Yeah, do that for sure. So, uh, that'd be real great. Real great. And until next time, please be kind out there. And stay weird. Okay, goodbye. Bye. Bye.